The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you and your family and whoever you saw or didn't see are doing well. This is a pew, pew, pew. Actually, you know what? We'll bust it out. We busted out for the Brady Quinn football show. We'll bust it out for the breaking news. Matt Patricia has been fired by the Detroit Lions and fired along with him, Bob Quinn. The GM, both of Patriots, uh, Bill Belichick, Tree Branches, and to break it down with me, the super friends, Ryan Wilson from a hotel room in Stanford, Connecticut, where he is preparing to do an arduous day's worth of work at CBS Sports HQ with some sort of paper that he's shoving into the camera. If you want to watch us, you can do so at CBS uh, uh, YouTube.com slash pick six. And of course, John Breach, who dropped his baby in the park. Hoped it just just blind trust fall. Let his wife catch catch Annabelle. Sprinted back to break it down. What's up, guys? Oh no, my wife wasn't there. I left the baby with a stranger. They promised to uh, take care of the baby, so they look trustworthy. I'm going to believe them. Uh, but you know, what? I'm going to let Wilson talk because he has been counting down to this emergency yeah. podcast since Monday, September 10th, 2018, <laughs> when Matt Patricia lost his first game, 48 to 17, on national television to the New York Jets. See, I, I disagree. Now, I, I agree with you that this is Wilson's. Like I can't, I would assume Wilson, your timeline filled up with people wondering when's the emergency podcast happening? When are you going to crap on uh, on Matt Patricia? I think Wilson's been counting down to this since the day that Matt Patricia called out the reporter for looking like a slob. Now that's it. You, uh, uh, Pick Six Podcast actually tweeted out that link on Saturday. Ooh. We we should have that drop in here. So maybe you can go back and do that. I doubt you will. But if not, just go to Twitter and, and, and look for it. Or pause for one second, and it will happen right now. Why do you think this makes your franchise better? Um, well, you know, do me a favor. Just kind of sit up and just, like, have a little respect for the process. Every day you come in and ask me questions, and you just kind of, like, you know, give me this. But, I mean, like, just, just be a little respectful. Just I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole process, okay? So ask me a question professionally, and I'll answer it for you. Why do you feel like this makes your franchise better? All right. Well, so, look, I... <laughs> That was me people laughing get, at Matt Patricia. Sorry. People getting fired sucks. There's no two ways about it. So I'm not glad that Matt Patricia or Bob Quinn got fired. Um, but uh, before I go on, I will tell you who is glad. Uh, a, a lot of former Lions players. Because as soon as he was canned, they came out of the woodwork. Uh, Stephen Tulloch said, thank you, all caps, and did the, the 100 emoji a million times. NC State, H- NC State linebacker Stephen Tulloch. Sean Robinson said, you get what you deserve. Darius Slay, former Lion, who was to blame in part when he was traded to the Eagles for how things went down in Detroit, did the eyes emoji. Uh, Sean Robinson also tweeted, ha-ha, told me, referring to, to um, presumably Matt Patricia, told me you take, you, you'll take my career away from me, but I guess they have other plans for you. Um, and Darius Slay tweeted, I was the problem, though, with a bunch of laughing emojis. 
only if people knew the half, Toby Johnson, I'm not sure who he is. You know, in the practice <laughs> squad, I don't recognize the name. Um, I don't know what this face is, but it's not a happy face from Travis Fulcom, who started his career in Detroit, got cut there for some reason uh, before he went on to, to have a lot of success this year. Philadelphia, Ziggy Ansah, Welp. And um, that's just the list I found on the Pride of Detroit SB Nation website. So I'm sure there are more. Uh, so, you know, as Breach pointed out, there's a lot of losing in Detroit. As Brinson pointed out, I started to, to be not taking my Patricia seriously when he dressed up like a hobo, started calling out media members for slouching their seats. And look, if you win football games, if you're Bill Belichick, you can do whatever you want. You can say on to Cincinnati every time. You can make weird faces at, at dumb questions. I don't care because you're winning winning football games. Matt Patricia did none of that. Breach, I don't know if you mentioned this on the podcast last week or just put this, uh, sent us this, texted us this uh, not-so-fun fact from Reddit that before last week's loss, before Thanksgiving Day loss, the Lions could go 6-0 and and 16-0 and next year and still not have a better winning percentage Matt Patricia would than my guy Jim Caldwell, who you may have heard of nine seven in back-to-back years and got fired. So – uh, Dan Orlovsky, who played it, uh, a good part of his career in Detroit, has been tweeting for some time that this, the the Patriot, excuse me, the uh, the Lions should hire Matt uh, Dan uh, Caldwell. Excuse me, who, that's uh, that's said, ridiculous. No, no, he said rehire Jim Caldwell prior to Matt Patricia getting fired. His point was he played for Jim Caldwell. He liked him a lot. I think he said he was one of the favorite his favorite coaches ever, and that says a whole bunch because a lot of times we made fun of Caldwell for okay, he fell into. Peyton Manning. Okay, anyone can coach that team to a Super Bowl. Um, but he did have success in Detroit, and no one else in recent history has been able to say that. I think part of the issue is that Bob Quinn clearly wanted Matt Patricia over Jim Caldwell. Bob Quinn was hired first. He gave him, uh, Jim Caldwell a year. That final year went 9-7. Then he said, okay, I want my guy Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia was not the answer. And you could even argue – Here was Bob Quinn's statement real quick, the yeah. tail end of it. When he fired Jim Caldwell, he said, quote – our record was above average. We're nine and seven the last two years, but our record against the better teams in the league has not been that good. Unquote. And then he said, "Bye, Jim Caldwell. I'm gonna hire somebody else." And I, I get the not nepotism, but hiring your friends thing. A lot of people do it. And that's not only in the NFL, but around the every job you ever go to. But you can make a very easy argument that Matt Patricia was ill-equipped for this job. He only had this opportunity because Bill Belichick decided, "Hey, let me promote this." aerospace engineer you can you um, make an easy case for it what's that easy case just kidding look at his record of course oh, he's ill equipped for it. Yeah. <laughs> or look at the belichick coaching tree yeah but here's the thing bill o'brien had success at penn state he had success as a quarterbacks coach in new england he had success at houston his interpersonal skills weren't great but you did not hear players coming out of the woodwork to dunk all over him except uh, for no copy. Not to the extent that Matt Patricia did. Of course not. But Bill 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 O'Brien won division titles. But I think your point is very prescient. Like the idea. Here's the problem: all of these guys who have failed that came from the Bill Belichick coaching tree immediately went to their next landing spot as head coaches and tried to implement a Belichick right. style disciplinary authoritarian uh, system. In which you know you're you're not bigger than the team. You know I will tear you down. They they wanted to, like you hear about this. You know, Sean Robinson. You're saying like he, you know Matt Patricia told me to take his career away from him. They used Belichickian f- phrases, language, uh, you know uh, approaches to uh, I don't want to say punish like dis- like practice discipline all of that. The problem is 
that works when you've got a Super Bowl or Super Bowls in the bank and you've got people buying in. Or if you just have your freaking Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback with three rings buying in. Like, it, it's not going to work when you show up in Detroit and start slinging it around and going six and 10. No one is going to buy into your program. And I think that's where these guys all fall prey to being Bill Belichick disciples. They want to be Belichick 2.0. When the reality is you're better off allowing your personality, do what your personality dictates, and then implement some of the rules that Bill Belichick does. If you're just copycatting a leader, you're not going to win. Yeah, you can't do that. And I'll say one thing that, you know, Ryan mentioned that long list of players who are out there as soon as Patricia loses the job, they're on Twitter just ready. They had all this ammo just stocked up, ready to go as soon as he lost his job. And that is telling because there is a reason you don't see a ton of NFL players uh, kind of throw shade at a coach who gets fired. And that's because they could cross paths with this person down the road. And you don't want to, you know, if Matt Patricia is your defensive coordinator three years from now, uh, you don't want to have him be able to look back and see that, oh, you were, uh, I'm going to have to cut you, man, because I saw what you wrote on Twitter. These guys don't care about that because they apparently hated him so much. And, and so I think that's the telling thing. And obviously we've talked about the mimosas multiple times since that story came out, players getting drunk in their final meeting last season because they just didn't care. Uh, and And the other thing I'll say about Matt Patricia is that, you know, most coaches, when they get hired, they have the deck stacked against them because for the most part, you're taking over a bad team because that's who fires their coaches. You know, you have the Bengals mm. were bad, so they fired their coach. They hire someone new. Uh, there's just that's just how it is. Bad teams fire their coaches. They hire someone. That's not what Matt Patricia had. We always talk about Jim Caldwell, but the part we forget here is that he took over a team that went nine and seven. There's no reason for regression. There's not a lot of improvement. You just need to win those big games, quote unquote, as Bob Quinn wanted. That, that's literally why he hired a new coach. Not only did Matt Patricia not win the big games, it took him two seasons to win nine games, which is how much Jim Caldwell won in one season. So it's really crazy that he took over a team that had a solid roster that made it to the playoffs uh, two years before he took over. So the talent was there, but he decided he wanted to blow it up, implement this Patriot style system that was never going to work in Detroit. It all blew up in his face. And I mean, he kind of deserves, he he dug his own grave here. So I was going to point out that the 2017 Lions coached by Jim Caldwell that went nine to seven from second of the division were crazy lucky, but, uh, they weren't. They were 8.8 expected wins and won nine games. They may have had a bunch of one-score wins. I'm not entirely sure about that. I do think that... But I'll say this. If yeah. Jim Caldwell was extremely lucky, then Matt Patricia is the unluckiest person on planet Earth yeah. to only eke out however many wins he managed over two and a half seasons. So They have a lot of really... Remember his... Uh, was it, it was last year they tied Arizona on a yeah. game where... Stafford is throwing the ball to J.D. McKissick and Patricia comes in and is just you know jamming the timeout. I mean, that was a terrible one. I'm trying to think. Um, right, so And they, they held the NFL record for most games with a double-digit lead, and then they lost. So did Bob, Bob Quinn took over in 2016 or 2016? Yeah, yeah, he had called well for two full seasons, both okay. nine and seven seasons. So in other words, his first draft pick was Taylor Decker. Then he had Ashawn Robinson, Graham Glasgow. I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of segue here to the the Bob Quinn part of it. Gerard Davis is a fine pick. Tease Tabor disaster. Kenny Galladay's a great pick in the third round. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right. We agree. That's a monster haul. Love it. Yeah, that's the best pick of his 
career by far. And then the last two years, well, I, TJ Hawkinson, 2019 first round pick is a very good pick. He's great. Uh, tra- they drafted Travis Fulgham. Whoops. Frank Ragnow in 2018. Kerryon Johnson in 2018 was a disaster. So they had to come back and draft like DeAndre Swift. Their drafts are just okay. And you, you can't fire a guy when, after he goes nine and seven and claim the reason you fired him is you need to take the next step and then take a, a giant step back. It doesn't not even work lateral. Like I mean, yeah. it's not even close to lateral. It's not even a, a slight backslide. It's a uh, giant. It's, it's like you're standing there and you fall into a giant crevasse and everything opens up and you're toast. Uh, let's give credit to uh, our girl uh, Sto- Stoney, no longer in charge. But what's her last name now? Hagee? Hemp. Hemp. Oh, I wonder if she's a hemp heiress, a, a tire heiress and a hemp heiress. Possible. No, it's, Ford. it's not hemp. It's not hemp. Sheila Ford Hemp. It's hemp. hemp. Thank not, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not a hemp heiress, a hemp heiress. Um, credit to her. We talked about this after the Thanksgiving on the Thanksgiving show. Like, if you're going to fire. We should have just pre-recorded the fire podcast then. We really should have. If you're going to fire Matt Patricia, you have to fire Bob Quinn too. You have to tell, let your fans know what has happened the last few years is unacceptable, that you're doing a hard reset, and that you're willing to look for a full-blown list of other candidates. Now, who might those candidates be? Great question. We'll tell you after the break. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, so. Hey, before you go on, let me read you Sheila Ford Hamp's uh, comments after Perfect. Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia were fired. And then you can get to, we'll talk about the candidates. Yeah. So she said, 10 days ago, we looked like uh, we had a good chance to be playoff bound. Uh, at the time, they were four, they had four wins. And both of those games were extremely disappointing. The last two blowout losses to the Panthers and the Texans, the Panthers that got shut out. She goes on to say, it seemed like the path going forward <laughs> wasn't what we wanted it to be. She wasn't laughing. I was there, end quote. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's actually not crazy. So they were, so are they four and six now or four and seven now? 
They're four and seven. They were four and five going in. I mean, you know, you, you have the Panthers and Texans coming up, <laughs> and you're the owner. You're thinking, all right, well, there's two wins. We're six and five. We're in the thick of the playoff race, and boom. And then you get embarrassed in both games. Not, not just embarrassed. You get shut out in Carolina. Ranked you can't score a single. Walker. Right, and, and that's the 27th ranked defense by DVOA. And then you get absolutely blasted at home on Thanksgiving with in, in a game that was designed so the Lions would have more publicity and be more popular nationally. And you get blasted by a team that already fired the Bill Belichick coach and replaced them with a, another Bill Belichick co- coach in <laughs> Romeo Cornell. <laughs> you, can't, you couldn't even get blasted by Bill O'Brien. You had to get blasted by <laughs> Romeo Cornell, the nicest man on earth. I know. So no brainer to 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 move on from him. And All right, but look, before you start going through the list, let me just put this out there. Um, what chance, like, uh, I'm trying to, what's the way to phrase this? How willing would you, either of you be, to hire Josh McDaniels? It's, it, you can't do it. <laughs> I'm staying away from anything Patriots if I'm that owner. That's after, I feel like I got burnt by Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. I'm going to let, I'm not even going to talk to anyone on the Patriots staff for this. All right, here, I'll, I'll spice it up a little you, bit. You cannot do it. Okay, I'll spice it up. Josh McDaniels. General Manager Nick Casario and the and the Patriots will give you a first round pick, which will be sixteenth. Hey, why would you need a first round pick? I'm just trying to spice it up. I can't I can't think of the like I'm not going to give you Nikhil Harry because no one wants Nikhil Harry. No, you, you can't do that. It's it's unacceptable. You just can't do it. Optics. All right, it's strictly, pick. it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if 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 like Biff Tannen descends on a DeLorean and says, if you hire Biff this Tannen. guy, you will win ten games every year for the next five years. You can't do it because you are hiring another Patriot, like Bill Belichick disciple GM head coach combo. Is that better going in that direction or worse than the Texans refusing to draft Derek Carr? Derek Carr turned out to be pretty good because remember they couldn't do it because of David Carr. Like we can't take Derek yeah, Carr. It's the same thing. Clean. It's a great. It's a great example. It's the same. But thing. Derek Carr sort of worked out. Yeah, of course they. Yeah, he's better than David. Oof! I'll get you blocked again. I'll get you unblocked and reblocked. <laughs> My point this being is, is that whole you family now you can't do it. You got to go yeah. in a different All direction. Right. I think the bigger question is: Are is Matthew Stafford your quarterback moving forward? No, no. Matthew Stafford just say, I do not want to be your quarterback going forward. I mean, no, you know what? There were all the, the trade speculation from order this month. Uh, his wife, Kelly, was on Instagram kind of insinuating it wouldn't be the worst thing if they left. They were selling their house in Detroit and there was a big mess there. I think the Staffords would prefer not to be in Detroit. I think this is a good spot for both sides to cleanly cut ties and i think that's what you do i think you tell if you're the next coach you say i'm gonna bring my own guy in i mean matthew stafford's already been there this is a, i think his 11th or 12th season you know it is 2009 because he was the same draft as sanchez which is I, insane I, I think you just talk to him at the end of the season if you're ownership and you just agree that you know what it's time whether it's a trade or if the numbers work we'll try and release you uh but you go do your thing and we're gonna let this new coach bring in his own quarterback so the uh, savings, if you cut him before June 1st, your dead cap hit is $24.85 million. That's a lot, but it's... In these days, it doesn't matter. Like well, I mean, it does, it, was a lot. It does well, a little... In a year where the salary cap might only be 175 yeah, but, be a problem. But you're also sort of acknowledging by firing your coach in GM midseason that you are not in a position to contend right now. So you don't need to try to buoy what you've got. You're saying, listen, we're going to tear it down. We could release him. The cap savings, cap hit, exact same... If you trade him, so that, that before June first, let me At, take 
let me take two steps back real quick because uh, I want to. Well, well, I was just going to say if you trade him after June first, which is a lot more unlikely, you would save twenty million dollars in the twenty twenty one cap. Okay. Uh, and you would have fourteen point nine five in dead cap in twenty twenty one. Nine point nine. Twenty. What's the twenty twenty two number? Nine point nine. All right, because in that case, you could say, you know what, he's our bridge quarterback. And then we'll we'll get rid of him after 2021. You tell him that it, well, we can cut you next season because we can afford it. If we can find a trade partner, great. Uh, but then at least the new coach would know he has a veteran quarterback. And then it gives him, you know, because the Lions might pick 10, 11, 12. They're not going to be in a great spot in the 2021 draft. So that gives you kind of two years to find a quarterback to replace Stafford. They're not picking 10. Not at this rate. I mean, if you're the Patriots, why wouldn't you give the Lions a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford? Darren Bevel's also the interim coach. I don't know if we mentioned that. That's a good call. Daryl Bevel, yeah. Daryl, sorry. Uh, I just want to mention quickly, before I forget, I think I may have already forgotten. Oh, our buddy Michael David Smith, the Pro Football Talk, who's been a long-time Lions fan, pointed this out on Twitter. Why why, why wait a year? Why not fire these two guys last year? Because you have set yourself back. You could have had Tua. You could have had Justin Herbert. You got Jeffrey Kuda, which is great, but you still have four wins, and he's hurt. Yeah. Well, there's no good answer to that other than Martha Firestone Ford and trusted Bob Quinn. A lot of people thought this team would be good this year. They're not. Who? Guilty as charged. Yeah. Um, they're not. By, by the way, this team could have won. They, what are they, four and seven? They could easily be seven and four right now. Now, having I mean, said that. I mean, and Brinson's defense, three games where they blew double digit now, leads. In, in not my defense, that's what I get for backing Matt Patricia. So, you know, what are you going to do? What What was dumber? You backing Matt Patricia and the Lions or me predicting that the Cowboys are going to win nine games with Andy Dalton? Well, uh, yours was dumber. There were cards on the table when you did that. <laughs> the Lions mine was at least 20... pre. Mine was pre-flop. <laughs> they were ahead of the Chicago Bears twenty to six in Week One. They were beating the worst offense in football twenty to six and managed to lose. They I benched mean, that's their not quarterback the season in a nutshell. And Nick Foles came back, won the game. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, at least like at least mine was like, all right, maybe this will magically turn around. Yours was, I've seen what's happening, and I'm doubling down on the Cowboys and yeah, Dalton. Half dozen. The Cowboys will be three and three after they win tonight, and they have a path to nine wins. <laughs> That's that thing's lasting forever. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think Matthew Stafford is a trade candidate. He's thirty three. You know where he's going, right? New England, the Colts. Oh, That's not a bad idea. Philip Rivers is playing pretty well, but sure. Um, it make more sense for the Colts to give up a first rounder than the Patriots. Yeah, I that's, think that's true. Patriots first round would be better than the Colts. Yeah, the Colts, Patriots, the Steelers have been mentioned that Big Ben retires, which I don't think he will, but... Well, all know. right, so if you trade for Matthew Stafford, you have two years left on his deal, and then you have to... You probably have to pay him again. So you need to be oh, a yeah. team... You need to be a team that's, that is in good financial uh, shape, that has a good base around him. And I don't hate the idea of giving him... If you're a good team and you can give him a first-rounder for him, um, you, know, you know who makes a ton of sense? Who? Saints. Saints, I was going to mention the Broncos might be a good landing spot. Like Jacksonville, he, he'd be like, no. I'm not the, Saints have an, the Saints have an undefeated starting quarterback on their roster, Brinson. His name's Taysom Hill. That's fine. I'm just saying, Sean Payton and Matthew Stafford, that's cooking with gas. What about the 49ers? Love it. I don't know that you think about uh, Kyle Shanahan's structure per se with Matthew Stafford, but he would we be We don't awesome. know anything no, 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 about no, no, Matthew no. Stafford. No, look, Matthew Stafford and Kyle Shanahan would be awesome. Uh, what about the Chicago Bears? You got to get them there. How's I know they happen? would never trade interdivision, division, so it'd have to be some sort of release, cut, sign. But 
I think he'd be interesting with the Bears. If Matthew Stafford is released, he will find plenty of suitors. I think the um, Lions would be the, the Lions have a short window here to get a first round pick back for him. What I think about, the forty. I don't know if the Forty ers would do it this year for their with their fourth round pick or their first round pick. What about? And I, I'm sorry, Debo's in here. The Eagles. Oh, hey, you got to figure out Carson. You got to figure out what do you do with your future franchise quarterback, Jalen? You have Hurts. a lot of yeah. You have a lot of money tied up in Wentz, and yeah. so now you're. That's a lot to put in the quarterback position. You just trade him to the Lions. Also, then then Matthew Stafford is just like throwing it further, but incomplete. Right. It's like the same throws, but incomplete. Wentz's cap hit next year is thirty four point six million. So if you had football football team, literally, I feel like Stafford might be like nah. <laughs> the nah. football team, ooh, football team is not crazy. Sure. So look, they, there, there are lots of landing spots. Yeah. All right. Let's look at some candidates who might make sense for the Lions. All right. Again, we mentioned you cannot nope. do Nick Casario and, and Josh McDaniels. You can't. Right. So we know the the most popular candidate. Eric Bieniemy? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's going to be on everyone's list. That right. that's that's the obvious one because he's got to get hired. I mean, I and feel like Are they going offense probably? Offensive guy? I don't see yeah, how they go defense to. again. Cuz again, you feel like you got burnt by Patricia. Ex- like, All right. Let's... My ex-girlfriend theory. You have to go the opposite. That's why you you can't date the same person the next time. After you dated this person that was such a disaster, you can't do it. You can't go back to the same well, which is why you have to do offense. Jim Caldwell is a responsible. Get out of town. Um, I would say that uh, the enemy makes sense. No, no, no. Jim Caldwell is the girlfriend. Like he's responsible. Yeah. Like dresses very nicely. Your parents loved her. She never did anything. Like she wasn't going out taking weird selfies with half her clothes on. (laughs) Um, She she always like made sure to send them like a handwritten thank you note. Right. On on Christmas and their birthdays. And then Matt Patricia like shows up at Christmas in a like sweater with a with like a, in a Bugs Bunny costume. Yeah, Bugs Bunny costume. <laughs> Bugs Bunny costume. Hey so, guys, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh my god, where's the wine? And you're like, what are you doing, uh, girl? Matt, Matt, we're Jewish. We don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So yeah, I mean I think all I mean, I think you have to go offensive. I wouldn't I would the one guy I would throw out that might now the question is: Do you think we don't know what Mrs. Hamp, Ms. or Ms. Hamp, will do? I assume Mrs. Hamp because she's a Firestone. Um, I I would I bet this is just a guess that. And now there is one name that's kind of crazy. We'll get to that in a second. But I would guess that she goes out and hires a GM and empowers the GM. I this is how it's going to play out. She's going to hire a search firm like Corn Ferry to go out and get her a GM. And then they're going to get her a GM, and then that GM's going to hire a coach. Now, we can't really predict exactly who will be, how that will play out. Um, but I can see the Lions hiring some very con- like conventional football name GM. Thomas Dimitrov. That's actually not a crazy idea at all. I mean, he's a. I don't hate that. I don't hate, I don't hate that. He's, a he's, been, he's been on his own for so long. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think he's attached to the Belichick regime. I don't hate Thomas Dimitrov. Hiring him as a GM there. I don't either. And what are the other options? I mean, there are a lot of guys we don't know about that are up and comers. That so Dimitrov's first hire is Mike Smith. So that means he might, but he he was trying to kind of fit what the mold. That was different. That was no, but I'm just yeah. He's dealing with the post Bobby. I'm just trying to think what he might do. He went he went Mike Smith and Dan Quinn. I don't know. I, I'll tell you what. Here, here's the combo. This actually makes sense because Eberflus is Josh McDaniel's boy. Thomas Dimitrov and Matt Eberflus, the current Colts defensive, defensive coordinator. Defensive guy and a Patriots guy. Just the two things you said can't happen. <laughs> no, but no, but Dimitrov's far enough removed that it would be fine. 
And Eberflus is not a Patriots guy. He's a but Cowboy. He's a, he's a Rod Marinelli guy. A, yeah, he's defensive though. That's what I said. What about I, this thing? Okay. I don't hate. I don't hate Eberflus. I think he's actually he's deserving certainly of an interview and all that. What about my guy, Joseph Brady, thirty year old offensive coordinator, Carolina Panthers? Too young. Yes. Can't. Do, I love Joe Brady. If you hire Joe Brady as a head coach, I think you're trying to step at it. Here's what you do: you hire Mike Tomlin as the head coach, Joe Brady's offensive coordinator, and Sean McDermott's defensive coordinator. Oh, easy William enough. Mary in the house, undefeated every year. Now, here's a not so far off the wall idea. I have one too. I hope it's not the same as yours. I bet it's the same. What, it, what did this guy basically get fired in the middle of Matt Patricia being fired? Don't say it, Jimmy Harbaugh. He's I think old. that's the best idea. It is. Let's, it's such, it's so, so perfect. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. They he fired is, him in the middle of the Michigan game to, to like to decrease like the scrutiny on the thing. That means you know they're trying to do something that either A is super safe and conservative or B appeases the fan base. And nothing would appease the fan base like hiring Jim Harbaugh. I wait think. a second. The, the the Detroit fans are by and large, I would imagine, Michigan fans. Michigan is two and four. Yeah. They just but, lost to an 0 and five team. They should have lost it. Did they lose the Rutgers? If they didn't, they should have. I don't know, but they Michigan's are terrible, ter- terrible football team. But Jim Harbaugh turned the 49ers around real fast. I don't hate what, the idea. Then what happened? Name one good thing you did in Michigan. Well, th- th- no, because then Jed York hated them. They butted heads and tripped off. Yeah, there's just they didn't get along there, and that's what it boiled down to. But you're talking about Jim Harbaugh took over a six and 10 49ers team, uh, then went to three straight NFC title games. I mean, that if if Matt Patricia had done the same thing, he took over nine and seventeen, couldn't even win seven games in his first year with the Lions. Jim Harbaugh turned around the team and went to the NFC Championship, and I think he's better suited for the NFL. I think he had this fantasy: I'm going to go back to my alma mater, I'm going to lead Michigan back to prominence. And he got there, is like, you know what? Maybe this college thing isn't going to work out, but I'm going to just stick this out until things blow up on my face. And that's what he did. <laughs> I, I actually think that the the Lions hiring him wouldn't be so crazy. And let's not forget, he's also can find his own quarterback because he had Alex Smith while he was there. But his first year in 2011, his first draft, drafted Colin Kaepernick and said, all right, we'll see if we can uh, fit this guy in here. And then we'll just let the best man win. I think that's what he could do with Stafford. And Alex Smith, he turned Alex Smith around. He gave him a quarterback makeover and he was awesome. I think you could see him have real success with Matthew Stafford. I was listening to uh, Stanford Steve and the Bear. Uh, ESPN podcast, they do college football gambling or whatever. And they had Brian Windhorst on and who's an NBA insider. And I, I was driving back to Raleigh while listening to it, but it was kind of interesting. Windhorst had a lot of like smart stuff to say. Cause he, he's a big Ohio. He's a, he went to Kent state, big Ohio state fan too. And his point was that Jim Harbaugh is basically falling apart at Michigan because he quit recruiting Ohio players. Cause everyone before him has been able to get Ohio recruits to defect from Ohio to Michigan. And that's a huge win because you're taking away from your arch rival and you're boosting the talent you have. Harbaugh hasn't so, been able to do that. And as a result, a, he's not a GM is what you're saying. I'm saying, no, I'm saying he stinks at, at recruiting. That's my point. He's not a GM, general yeah, manager, but Harbaugh, you, you hire Harbaugh and give him the Pete Carroll thing where he's allowed to pick his GM, which he didn't do at, at San Francisco. And so you say, listen, Jim, find a GM that works with you. And you let them go in there, and it'll probably only last three or four years because Harbaugh doesn't last anywhere more than three or four years before burning it down to the ground or everyone getting mad. And maybe, but but I think he would have immediate success because that's what he does. He won thirteen games his first year in uh, San Francisco. He won immediately in San Jose State. 
He won immediately at Stanford, and he won immediately at Michigan. Michigan was knocking on the playoff door when he got there. So while it doesn't always work out well, there's a huge cube boost if you bring in Jim Harbaugh. And I, it, it's sort of too obvious. Yeah, it doesn't blow my hair back. I get it. It's fine. I, like three, I, years, three years ago, I'd been much more excited about it. Oh, well, yeah. But um, what about these names? Um, Breach's guy, Arthur Smith. I like Arthur Smith. I mean, sure. I would imagine he'll start getting some looks. He maybe we don't know him as. That's the other thing that no one really brings up until it's too late. Like being a head coach and office coordinator are two diametrically different jobs. Being a head coach, you're just micromanaging everything and making sure everything runs smoothly. Um, you could argue that Bill O'Brien micro over micromanaged things and got, had his fingers in everything and it blew up in his face. Adam Gase over micromanages things. He's trying to call plays and all that. But if you're good, at, maybe I should put it another way. If you're good at delegating and being the overseer as opposed to micromanaging, better way to look at it. When you're an OC, you're just putting the game plan together and you're calling yeah. plays. And well, that's not easy. It's completely different. Brian Dayball. Yeah. Both those guys should be under consideration. I do wonder if the fact that Patricia flamed out as a coordinator mm-hmm. might scare off the lions from hiring another coordinator. Well, or here's maybe, I, I, maybe Greg Roman will be itching to get out of Baltimore. Like I did all I my, all I could here. Uh, I don't think Greg Roman's name is at the top of the list right now. And <laughs> what, what kind of offense is Greg Roman running with someone not named Colin Kaepernick, RG three or Lamar Jackson or Tyron well, Taylor. Then you go out and get your quarterback. You get dump Stafford and you find that quarterback. But so, you just said he's got to be there at least a year. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Greg Roman's the guy. I think no, you, either, Staff, you could use Stafford as a bridge quarterback to make the finances work. That's what I, I think. The Lions, if you're if you're Sheila Hamp, she, I mean, she, look, Sheila Hamp, no, she's not she's not like just showing up like, all right, well, like, what is a football? I mean, like she she knows that this is a pretty big hire one way or the other. I think she will want to hire either an established name as a GM and entrust in them to pick the the coach name, or hire an established name as a coach like a Jim Harbaugh. That's the only reason I think that, and entrust in them to. Uh, you know, partner with the GM. That would be my guess. And I would bet the Thomas Dimitrov thing, Ryan, I think is slam like spot on. I think that makes it makes sense. All the sense in the world. One of the names that I think the defensive coordinator, but just to keep an eye on in part, because I think his players love playing for him is Robert Sala. Sure. And you look at Joe judge special teams guy. It seems like the giants are buying into what he's doing. We know about Matt rule. Um, college guy, and there's some Matt Campbell's a name that keeps popping up to have a state coach who was actually in tears after they beat Texas on Saturday uh, because they, he's what they say the the Iowa State kids we don't have five star recruit we have we have, no, five-star, we have five star culture not five star recruits and that's that's I mean that says a lot and that's that's what you want whether sure. college high school NFL whatever so maybe those are some names to watch out for because at the end of the day it ain't about X's and O's as a coach you hire those guys and you sort of. You could be a genius as X and well, O's, but it's about Matt Rule, to the players. Matt Rule just skunked the Lions. You may yeah. look at Matt Rule and think, all right, Big 12, smart head coach, builds culture. Matt Campbell makes a ton of sense. So, the, right, yeah. Does Breach, want to, does Breach want to say anything? Because he's got something important to do, apparently. What? No, I, I agree with you guys. I think that that is the, the crazy hire uh, that, that you can't, you don't have to look inside the NFL infrastructure, which I think has been kind of, uh, built into these people's heads. But as we saw Tepper, a new owner said, I'm going to do it my way. And that's what I think, you know, I was saying Thursday that I would be surprised if Patricia got fired because are in the middle of the season, because this is her way of putting the stamp, her stamp on the organization. And I think she can do the same thing with a general managing hire or a coaching hire. As you say, you know what? I see this list that you guys are all sending me. I'm going to go find my guys. If I have to go to the college ranks and find, uh, 
the next rule, if I have to do, you know, something like that, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to not, I'm not going to leave any stone uncovered during this coaching search. I think if you go out and you get Matt Campbell. And you may not want to leave, but go ahead. Right. You might not get him, but if you go out and you get, if you're, if you're Sheila Hamp and you go out and get Matt Campbell, I think it gives you, whether or not it works out, it gives you a little bit of cachet in terms of your ability to go and secure a very popular hot name on the coaching circuit. Who's in college, Iowa State, so he's not like you know he's not Alabama's head coach, but to to be able to do that, like that's why it's like if you get Harbaugh, it feels like a little sloppy seconds, you know, like, right. like you're, you're like Matt all right, Campbell, Harbaugh's fired, we'll get the big name, but you're like Matt we Campbell got- will have time to grow into the job. He, he presumably he'll get along with his players better than Matt Patricia did. Matt Patricia was up against it after that first blowout loss that, that Breach just mentioned at the top of the show. And then you saying him getting along, somebody else tweeted out another thing. Uh, the NFL obviously said, hey, Matt Patricia is fired. Kenny Galladay liked that post on Instagram. <laughs> Which, like, that's just hilarious. Well, look, David Tepper went and got Matt Rule. And it has, it, it has given him a ton of credibility as an owner because Matt Rule's had success in his first year, even if the team isn't necessarily good. But and, he got a lot of blowback when it happened. Absolutely. And, but, and think about this. Think about the difference – the different way the media addressed the stories of, of David Tepper spending a ton of money on Matt Rule and Jerry Jones rehiring, quote-unquote, Mike McCarthy. Who's the better coach? I Matt, mean, Matt Rule. You take Matt Rule 10 times out of 10 over Mike McCarthy right now. And I think, well, and I think one of the reasons there was a few eyebrows raised, though, was because how much money he gave him. I mean, that was uh, – he made him like the fifth or sixth highest-paid coach in the NFL, even though he and had proven – And a seven-year deal? Right. And even though he has obviously but here's the thing. coach David, in the NFL. David Tepper has – so much money he, he can't burn through it fast enough so a coaching a coach making a billion dollars a year doesn't really affect me or you or it the also doesn't matter to else. the salary cap right it's just a, it's just a huge number and maybe the other coaches really care because it's competitive but no one else it doesn't, it doesn't matter right so if you're sheila hamp and you feel like you need to make a stamp maybe matt campbell's a guy you go and be like listen i'm gonna give you six years 60 million dollars he ain't turning that down to co- come coach the lions if he's able to pick yeah. his if he's know. able to pair with if he's able to find a gm that he pairs well with Right. And go from there. He he just won't turn it down. So it's a, it's not a terrible job. There are lots of candidates. I don't think we know exactly which direction they'll go because there's no GM and because we now have an owner with zero history whatsoever of what they're going to do. But I think I I I think it's either a big name or something conservative and easy like Jim Harbaugh, which So one last thing be before fun. we go. So a lot of times or at least on some occasions when Bill Belichick assistants lose their jobs. They come back to new England. Uh, is Matt Patricia going to replace Steve Belichick as Steve as the coordinator? Should he Ooh, return? That's a good one. That's tough. No, the answer is no. He, he, Steve ain't given up. I mean, Bill's Steve's not, not right, technically Steve. the defensive coordinator. Him and Jared Mayo, I think are co DCs or something like that. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, Belichick won a lot of Super Bowls with Matt Patricia. He went a lot with a lot of people not named Matt Patricia as well. Romeo Cornell, for example. Sure. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Patricia came back. Of three defensive coordinators. Or what if he, uh, Brian Flores hired him? That Brian Flores, by the way, is an example of a coach, Belichick coaching tree, who seems to relate well to his players. Uh, might be the only example. I mean, two years in, let's see how this plays out, guys. That's the Matt Patricia podcast. <laughs> we went 40 minutes because we got no lives and no families. Oh, wait, we all have lives. We all have family. No, Ryan's in a hotel room. Um, thanks for listening. Hey, by the way, if, if you've gotten this far, uh, if you remember on Thanksgiving, I made fun of Brinson for changing tire. I got a flat tire this morning. So there you go. Oh, oh, what a big jam. Wallace took it in his hands and said, up, up, and away. Did 
That is karma dunking in Wilson's face. When we got that text from Wilson, it was like, I have a flat tire. This is un- <laughs> good times. I, I'm glad that you survived and you're fine, Wilson. Uh, so thanks. had a better day than Matt Patricia. <laughs> that's right. All right. That's the Matt Patricia Got Fired podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back Sunday night to recap the entire week 12 of the NFL season. Subscribe, rate, and review. See you guys later.